WWE announced a whole bunch of matches last night. We now have what looks like a full card for NXT TakeOver 36 and a partial card for next week's NXT. All of this while we're still thinking about a potential shakeup within NXT. I'm Ryan Joy and I run MinutesToBellTime.com, a website and database tracking pro wrestling from around the world. On today's show, we're talking about TakeOver and some of the key matches that are coming up. John Smith's in the house. We have headlines from the last 24 hours, and this is the Daily Wrestling News Show for August 11th, 2021, where we sort through all the bullshit in wrestling news to find you the truth. John Smith, are you ready to sort through the bullshit this morning? I certainly am. There's plenty of BNS to sort through, so let's do it. <laughs> All right. Good morning. Anyway, so last night on NXT, it seems like everything peaked and came to a head. And it's not just like the takeover matches. It seems like we got a whole bunch of announcements. So I think we know what's coming. And then on the other side, even the storylines that were maybe eligible for takeover, they didn't quite make the takeover list. They're going to be next week on NXT. So let's dive in and kind of just talk about some of the, the matches that we have for takeover. Last night, we had a couple of new ones announced. Specifically, maybe the main event is this Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly two out of three falls match. What did you think? Well, the first thing I thought of was the three stages of hell match between Triple H and Austin because it was the exact same thing. Singles match, street fight, uh, cage match. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think they'll do it justice. I think it might end up being even better than that match was. 20 years ago or whenever it was. Yeah, I think it was exactly 20 years ago. I think it was 01. Yeah, and the interesting thing here is that this match, for a lot of reasons, should probably main event the show. But it's weird because it would be going over Cross and Samoa Joe, but it's probably Adam Cole's last match in NXT. You would think so, considering the rumors of the contract that he was offered, or I don't know if he signed it yet or what, but I don't think they're going to be spending a million or close to a million dollars on a guy that they're going to just keep in NXT forever. So, you know, it makes sense for him to put Kyle O'Reilly over to try to boost him. I feel like he, O'Reilly's not really been getting over out of all of this because Adam Cole is just too popular. So it's even though Kyle O'Reilly's the face here and people respect him and enjoy him, they're not booing Adam Cole because of Kyle. Yeah, exactly. Jeff Johnson chiming in already. He hates two out of three falls matches where it's obvious it's going to go three falls. I, I will say this. There's, there was something about these announcements last night. And playing off of what you said with Kyle O'Reilly, you know, he gets the chance to he gets the chance to pick the first stipulation and he picks a regular match. That's pretty boo-worthy, right? <laughs> like he should get booed out of the CWC for that. Be more creative. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what they could have done. To, he could have been the street fight guy, and Adam Cole could have been the one to pick the first full, and it could have been singles match. But I see the reason that they did it, because, you know, Cole did beat him in the regular match, and O'Reilly beat him in the unsanctioned match. O'Reilly's got something to prove in that regard. It does look like he would end up winning that fall, and then Adam Cole could end up even getting himself disqualified in that fall just to pick up the the quick second fall, and then we have a 30-minute cage match. Yeah, and Jeff Johnson says for time management, he thinks it may actually go first, which is, I, I just find it hard to believe that if it's Adam Cole's last match and they've had this long rivalry and it might be finally Kyle O'Reilly kind of getting the nudge here, 
it feels like it ought, it's probably going to go last, but or first or last. It got me confused. How do you follow that too? What are you going to do? Put on the million dollar championship match after that, and everybody's already going to be exhausted from the first match. How yeah. do you get the crowd back up after something like that? I I think they can, but I feel like they have to be careful. It, it, it's more yeah, it's more natural to put that on last, and you don't even want to put Joe and Cross on after that because you know what. What if it's, what if it's like match of the year, then you go and throw cross and like when like it was Keith Lee versus cross that kind of got overshadowed by, I think Kyle O'Reilly versus Cole one, wasn't it? Yeah, that sounds right. Actually, you, you, we, is, we should run through the whole card here because you have that problem up and down the card. You have the return for, of Samoa Joseph hasn't wrestled since Feb, February of 2020, and he's probably going to win the NXT championship. So you've got a, a big moment there. You've got LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes, which is probably more along the ha-ha side. Raquel Gonzalez versus Dakota Kai. That's a serious match, a serious feud. And you have Walter versus Dragunov, which Walter versus Dragunov, many people say was the best WWE match all year last year. So you have a chance there of also being a kind of a show stealer. So that's your five-match card. It's going to be tough to follow any one match. Right, with Dakota Kai and Raquel have to go after Walter and Dragunov. I'm sorry, ladies. It almost feels like you should start off with the NXT title match because you're going to start off with a bang, have Joe win that title because it seems like that's what's going to happen with Cross going up to Raw, probably, most likely. And then you do the Walter and Dragunov match in the middle because I still don't anticipate Walter losing. And then you end on a high note with Kyle Lee beating Adam Cole or un unless they throw the swerve at us. They could always put Adam Cole over again, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So we've talked about a smattering here, but the, I think we've talked through the Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly thing, likely Adam Cole's last match, likely Kyle O'Reilly goes over here. Cole goes to the main roster or, or leaves the company. LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes, million dollar championship on the line. But if, but if Knight wins, DiBiase, it becomes the butler. He frees Cameron Grimes. Part of me says it would be very interesting to see Ted DiBiase as the butler. But part of me says that might be a bridge too far. <laughs> I don't think Ted DiBiase is going to be LA Knight's butler. It doesn't seem like that would be the way it goes. I, I can see D DiBiase double-crossing Grimes and just becoming LA Knight's manager when LA Knight, when DiBiase realizes Knight's going to win or something like that. He just double-crosses him. And he's like, I want to manage you. I'm not going to be your butler, but I'll be by your side. Something like that. Or Grimes gets that, that victory. And we've been waiting for a while now. Is there any chance that Grimes and Knight are in collusion? Let <laughs> think so, man. That would be some really good acting if they were in collusion. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden Grimes turns to Biasi. Okay. That might be Grimes doesn't want to be a butler anymore, so he makes DiBiase be the butler by laying down. Jeff Johnson bringing the heat. What if Virgil helps LA Knight to force Ted into being a butler? That would be very long-term storybook. <laughs> That'd be the longest book, long-term storybooking. That'd be way, way more than three WWE. years in the making. <laughs> but I love that idea. I saw Virgil still around. I saw him over WrestleMania weekend. Uh, I oh, sent over a picture of, of me. Virgil was standing right in front of me wearing a shirt that says wrestling is gay. Tie dyed one. 
<laughs> so he'll do anything for a buck, man. Like he won't even let you take a selfie with him unless you pay him, right? Yeah, I, I'm thinking not. <laughs> All right. So like we mentioned, Walter versus Dragunov, NXT UK Championship. Dragunov had his first appearance on NXT last night with a match against Pete Dunne in a promo early in the night. A little face-off with Walter at the end of the show. Boy, there's a lot of anticipation for this match. It's going to be hard for it to live up to the first one, though. Yeah, I don't. I think it, it will, though. I think though it might. It could even be better. That it's. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a clinic. It's going to be nothing like you're we're used to over here. That UK wrestling, even though it's still WWE and it's still wrestling, it just hits different. Yeah, and this is going to be different still. On top of that, right? Because these guys are just. It's the. It's going to be the UK strong style stuff. It's going to be a lot of striking. Those guys' chests are going to look like. Oh, they're going to look awful after this match. Especially <laughs> Dragonoffs. Yeah. And Jeff Johnson saying the UK brand is the best WWE brand now. A lot of people think that. A lot of people think that. I might actually be with you on that. Sometimes I go back and forth between NXT and NXT UK, but it's so strong every single week. Raquel Gonzalez versus Dakota Kai. We got a title change here. Ra Raquel's not somebody we've heard about like doing dark matches or anything, but she seems to fit the bill for everything they'd want on the main roster. And I just have the feeling that they're going to be gutting NXT of these high potential assets. Yeah, this one seems 50-50 to me, man. This is going to be the hardest one to pick because obviously Raquel Gonzalez would and should beat her, but you never know. Dakota Kai could have another bodyguard coming in for her to, to she's got her female Omos or something. It comes in and destroys Raquel, and then we get a Dakota Kai championship victory. But Dakota Kai deserves it. Raquel deserves to keep it. So either way, the match will be fine by me. I, I, it's hard to predict. Jeff Johnson again. If Dakota loses, he can never believe that she'll win, ever win a title again. And it's one of those things where Dakota, she's such a long tenure in NXT now that it's like it, it's time to pull the trigger on Dakota Kai on the main roster or else they're never going to do it, too. So it goes both ways. I think she's still pretty young, though, and she'll be there for a while, I think, still. So if she doesn't win this one, I think she'll eventually be the NXT Women's Champion. She's already been the tag champ, or so. That's true. That might have been, like, her consolation for a while, and then maybe she'll get it later on. Who knows? But I, I don't see her moving up to the main roster anytime soon. Okay. Al Carlo had it up on the screen a few seconds ago, mentioning that when Sean left Diesel, he hired Sid. So yeah, there's the, that's your parallel. And they keep drawing on that Diesel and Shawn Michaels story from years ago. So, so who does she hire though? I can't think of it. Jesse Kamei is a total psycho Sid. I, it's probably going to be somebody new, right? Like, like Raquel Gonzalez came out of nowhere. So I don't know. I don't know who they have uh, down there in the performance center. That would be a, like another heavy for her, but we'll, we'll see. Like, did they use Dewdrop? They could use, they could use Dewdrop. They could use that. You know what? Maybe it's just Raquel Gonzalez with a different name. That would make sense. <laughs> uh, and I want to get to Al Carl posted and posed another question here. And I want to get to it. But before we get to that, I got to set up the fact that next week we have two title matches on the show. We have Kushida versus Roderick Strong for the Cruiserweight Championship. And we have MSK versus Imperium for the Tag Team Championships. And it seems like those are like the two programs that just didn't quite make the takeover cut because takeover is stacked. 
And Al has asked the question, John, in your opinion, would you have replaced any of the takeover matches with the title Tuesday matches? And we don't even know what's going on with the North American. No, the only one I would replace is maybe the million dollar championship with the the North American championship, but we're not even getting a North American championship match on either show. So we don't know what's going on. It's probably a much longer term stuff with hit row and legato, but it does. I, I like the card, how it is. I wouldn't put either of those two matches over any of these five. Jeff Johnson agrees with you. I think hit row should be on the card in some capacity and maybe they will do the pre, a pre show or something. Those guys are just so hot that it feels like if this is like a big exposure event, they should be on there. Um, because they're a very hot act for them right now. So I, it, the, that's my only kind of hesitation on that. Yeah, maybe we'll get them in the middle of the show. Like, they'll just come out and cut a promo, and then we'll get a little confrontation, and it sets some, something for Wednesday. Yeah, because you know what? It's not, particular, it's not really a wrestling that we look forward to. It's their presence. So they don't necessarily need to do a match. Exactly. And not to say that they're not any good in the ring. I think they're great. I, I love what top dollar brings to the table. You don't see anybody that big usually in NXT. So yeah. to treat the steam in the ring, but yeah, you, they don't need to have a match to make an impact. Definitely. Exactly. Exactly. So let's talk about those two, t- those two title matches that we do know. Kushida and Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong being the sole survivor of Diamond Mine, basically, against Kushida. So Cruiserweight division is pretty much gutted at this point they've got about four guys aside from all the people that fit into the division that are in the division like your garganos and champas and those guys but you gotta you pick a winner here for me this seems like it'll be roddy strong probably by by interference by malcolm bivens or what's the other guy i keep forgetting the other guy's name yeah why don't you say his last name is suzuki suzuki okay yeah that'll be easy to remember (laughs) i don't know why i always forget that but yeah, I see interference helping Roddy win that title because they need something to help get them over. Yeah, yeah. And then MSK versus Imperium for the tag team titles. It doesn't matter to me on this one. I think Imperium has Imperium's had their time, but as long as Walters are around, I think these they're going to be around as well. So I think MSK goes over here. Yeah, me too. I got MSK winning. The one match we didn't get announced was Rich Holland versus Ch- uh, Thatcher. They set that up on the show, but they didn't announce it for next week. They didn't announce it for TakeOver. That to me would be a nice TakeOver pre-show match. It can just go yeah. 10, 12 minutes and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think they might end up opening the show with that though on Wednesday, not having it as a pre-show, but that's going to be a great match. I'd see Rich Holland going over in that match. Yeah, no, Rich Holland's the shiny new toy. He's going to go over. <laughs> yeah, especially after he looked so weak, breaking every bone in both of his legs at the same time. <laughs> he has to just come back and destroy everyone for a while. He's mini Brock Lesnar for now. You wouldn't know it. He's still a pretty big guy. <laughs> now, Jeff Johnson says if Walter wins, Imperium wins. It has to be the other way around because Walter, the, the takeover comes after the NXT show. So it has to be the other way around. Imperium wins. But I think Walter wins no matter what. title anytime soon i still got the new year's thing in my mind where he's got to hit a thousand days before he loses it because he's almost there now how do they let that opportunity go having a thousand day champion i'll tell you though since they moved finn balor to the main roster i don't think there's anybody that's even in line if there is one person it's dragging off um but otherwise i don't think there's anybody to take it jeff johnson sees walter losing it it could happen it could happen but you're right. I, 
the idea of having a thousand day champion, that's been years. Yeah, unless they're already planning to do that with Roman, so they're nipping the bud on Walter before it happened. There could be something to that, too. <laughs> Roman Reigns is going to be chasing Bruno San Martino, I think. Unless the uh, unless Roman drops the belt and it's off television for a year because it's on somebody who doesn't wrestle that often. Jeff Johnson asking, is Kara Noir signed to WWE and just waiting to report? Could see him coming in to take it. Kara Noir is from progress. He's from the UK scene. Another big name over there. It's possibility. I don't believe he's signed, but this relationship between progress and WWE is so tight that you can't be surprised if anybody shows up. So I don't even know who that is. <laughs> it's worth Googling and you can actually see a couple matches on, on the WWE network. Well, I see progress. I'm just saying I've never heard of Carol Noir. Yeah, it's, that's worth Googling. You'll, I think you'll, you'll appreciate what you see there. All right, John, as we know, we've been talking about TakeOver. TakeOver is main eventing SummerSlam weekend. But the first thing that you're going to do SummerSlam weekend is you're going to turn on at 3 p.m. the SummerSlam special from the Essential Wrestling Podcast. The crew gets together to pick the matches for the major show of the weekend. That's SummerSlam, which we have a loaded card with seven matches already, and we're still about all the go-home shows next week. So uh, we've got time yet to add four or five more matches. How many do you think we're going to get total, John? This is a 10, 12-match card. It seems more like probably eight or nine, I would think, and then maybe one or two pre-show matches at 6 o'clock because the show starts at 7. They'll probably have a pre-show at 6 and then like the, the pre-show at 5, I would say. Yeah, we're at 7 right now, so... There's, yeah, two, two, three more matches, I think. That sounds right. And Jeff Johnson, by the way, recommending Karen Noir versus Pac. Well, anything Pac, I'm, I'm down to watch. So I'll definitely bring a look at that. There you go. All right. With that being said, we've got a bunch more stuff to talk about, and we'll do that as soon as we get back from the commercial break. So stay tuned, and we will see you in a minute. If you love the Daily Wrestling News Show, then I want to tell you how you can support us. First, check out BodySlamClothes.com. You can get a variety of shirts for just $20, and all of them come in the super soft style, and the price you see includes all sizes and shipping. Get 10% off two or more shirts with the promo code SHIRTS10. Go to BodySlamClothes.com right now to check it out. And join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Monday nights for the Primetime Rundown. They take you through the world of sports, and the show kicks off each Monday at 7 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And each Tuesday, Al Carl hosts the Essential Wrestling Podcast alongside John Smith, myself, John DeCani, and Gary Mahaffey. It's another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Here are our analysis on who we think is going to win the week's matches. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And Pro Wrestling Pick'em. It's a place where you can join or host a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. And the Body Slam Brigade newsletter. Currently going out to over 4,200 people each Friday. It consolidates all the top stories in professional wrestling into a quick-to-read email written by me or you for free. Sign up now at BodySlamBrigade.com. And of course, this show, the Daily Wrestling News Show. We're here every day, Monday through Thursday, and occasionally on Friday. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or watch us live on Facebook and YouTube at 10 a.m. This is the Daily Wrestling News Show, and we thank you for your support. 
and we're back with the headlines portion of the show before we get to anything else we've got a rumor coming in through the comment section al carl saying rumor going around that in gcw tradition matt cardona was arrested for robbing a bank in new jersey now the, to be the, to be true tradition it would have to be broad daylight i think we're going to go ahead and call this bullshit <laughs> <laughs> And he'd also feel, have to have meth mouth too. Yeah. I feel like this is one that Al just thought up just now. So <laughs> let us know if anything else strikes your mind, sir. Okay. A couple of things. So Ember Moon was announced for last night's episode of NXT. She was supposed to be facing off against Saray. Uh, a change came in last minute, which is why we saw Dakota Kai slotted into that spot instead of Moon. We haven't seen Ember Moon since she lost to Dakota Kai on July 13th. And I don't recall any big injury or anything going on there. So it's weird uh, that she wasn't cleared. Fightful asked WWE and WWE just reiterated back that she was not cleared. So uh, no real news there, but I think we need to keep our eye on Ember Moon to see if she's, how long she's going to be out for. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this was just like step one to us hearing that she's released in a couple weeks. I know. Sorry about your damn undefeated streak. This is very L.A. Knight-esque Al Carl. <laughs> Mixed with James Storm, right? Mixed with James Storm, yeah. They were former tag team. On the NWA, which I have some NWA news, Allison Kay and Marty Bell were added to the NWA Empower show as a tag team. That was announced last night, and it should have been announced on NWA Power, but NWA Power did not air as scheduled on Fight TV. Apparently, there was an issue on the Fight TV end. And the episode's going to air tonight. So if you are looking for your NWA power, turn it turn in to Fight TV at 6.05 p.m. tonight. John Smith Odyssey Jones advanced in the breakout tournament. So uh, we're obviously building towards Odyssey Jones versus Top Dollar, right? That's what's going to happen. Really, like Odyssey Jones is winning this thing because they're just... He's oozes charisma out there doing his thing. And I, I can't see him losing to either one of these other two guys in, that are in, going into the finals, whichever. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you, see, you didn't see Duke Hudson get a post-match uh, promo like that. So I feel like Odyssey Jones is going to take the whole thing. Odyssey Jones worked a dark match on Raw this week. They've got their eye on him and they're going to be pushing him hard, I think. Yeah, I, I don't even think Duke Hudson's going to make the finals. I got uh, Carmelo Hayes making it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's so weird as we talk about, hate to talk about it in this way, but when there's so many releases happening in WWE, I look at this breakout tournament, man, I, and I say, man, if you don't win this thing, you're probably getting caught. <laughs> if you're in it and not. I kind of look at it like if you're in this thing, you're the reason that other guys got cut because they yeah. see something in you. That they were like, okay, we'll get rid of these bigger contracts for the new guy that's showing us something. I don't think that they're going to give, they're not going to give these guys a chance if they don't win. I think, it, what was it, seven of the eight guys that were in the last one are like major players now. And the only one that's not is the guy that won it. Well, Bronson Reed. <laughs> well, yeah, I forgot about that already. <laughs> Yeah, and so anyway, anytime you see somebody lose on television these days, it's a rough sign. You wonder, but let's hope that let's hope that these releases don't linger throughout the entirety of the year. Ring of Honor is moving their location for the September Death Before Dishonor show down here in Florida. It was supposed to be in 
uh, Lake Park or something like that. I don't know. I had tickets. I had good tickets, but there's elevated number of COVID cases here in Florida. So Ring of Honor's not coming. I, I haven't seen a lot of new Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, City announcements, which makes me a little concerned. So hopefully we start seeing that stuff or I just don't want this to, I don't want us to go backwards, unfortunately. But we may have, we may end up doing that. Al Carl brought up Nick Gage in the comments. He was actually Matt Cardona robbing a bank. As we know that the tradition is Nick Gage is the one who robbed a bank. And if you enjoyed the GCW crossover with AEW and Nick Gage on Dynamite, you're in luck because Heels and Faces is releasing a Nick Gage action figure. So you can run over and get one of those. I hope it comes with a pizza cutter. It has to. And uh, John, it was, I, I think it was last week. We talked about GCW. Um, they're, they're doing a, an event in, in uh, New York City right after the Dynamite Grand Slam the night after September 23rd. And it was called Emo Fight Night. And you were like, what is that? <laughs> they let us know in a press release that Emo Fight Night is a popular celebration of emo pop punk and your favorite music from the days of MySpace with the world of Game Changer Wrestling. So it's very, it's a very GCW thing to say. The, 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 when I think of the days of MySpace, I don't think of music or wrestling. I think of you know, meeting local singles. <laughs> I feel like they're just saying before Facebook, you know, the music of that time, that's <laughs> right. All right, that covers down on headlines. And John, there are some dynamite matches tonight. We have the fourth labor of Jericho versus Wardlow, Nyla Rose versus Chris Statlander, the Good Brothers versus Uno and Grayson in an Impact World Tag Team Championship match. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, they're going to be facing Dante Martin and the Sedans. Battles. <laughs> uh, Darby Allen versus Daniel Garcia, Wheeler Yuta, Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor versus Matt Hardy and Private Party. Christian Cage will be in Pittsburgh, and Dan Lambert will also appear and try to, to get his revenge from a couple of weeks ago when Lance Archer <laughs> made an issue, I think. That Dante Martin and the sedan thing will always make me hysterical. I, I was thinking about it all last night, and I forgot about it this morning, and now you got me. John Smith and I are on the Essential Wrestling Podcast on Tuesday nights, and I do all the graphic work for it. And I was supposed to write Dante Martin in the Sidels, but autocorrect or whatever got in my way, and it became Dante Martin in the Sedan. So that's our fantasy football team. That's the name of our band if we ever start one. Yes. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> All right. With that said, John, any of those dynamite matches got your eye? I know you don't have to worry about a Cody match tonight. Oh, thank God. We'll probably get a God awful promo from him, like backstage or at home, like holding his baby or something just to be so self-important. But I'm looking forward to Warlow and Jericho because I don't think I've, we've seen the two of them go at it before. Maybe like they've crossed paths in a tag match for a minute and a half or something, but it'll right. be nice sure to see the two of them. I'm sure they interacted during the blood and guts match, but this Wardlow's Wardlow, they keep pretty close to the vest. He hasn't had a whole lot of singles matches. It's somewhat of a treat every time he comes out. So yeah, but Al Carl saying there's a 20 minute video package of Black's attack on Cody. That's the, in the rumor note. Also going to call bullshit on that. That's <laughs> <laughs> 20 minutes. I can fast forward. Cool. There you go. 
All right. That's that, John. Eddie, words of advice. Oh, I do have a word of advice for you. And it's not about fantasy football this week because my football draft is finally over. (laughs) But this has to do with trusting your phone. Don't ever trust your phone. Because I, when I work on Friday, Saturday nights bouncing, I don't bring my car keys in my pocket because my, my house keys keep jamming my legs. So I keep them in the car. I lock my car with my phone and the keys are in the glove compartment. So like nobody sees if they're in there or anything. I'm not an idiot. But I got out at 2.30 in the morning. I'm like, welcome to my car. I, the app just doesn't open. Something went wrong. Try again later. Something went wrong. Try again later. So I can't get into my phone to unlock my car. Then for pouring rain, it was like a scene out of a movie as I'm walking to my car and then it's not working. And then it starts pouring rain and I'm stuck out there. I'm on the phone with Subaru. Can you unlock my car from your computer? No, we have to send a tow service. The tow service cancels on me like 20 minutes afterwards. I keep uninstalling, reinstalling the app. And then finally it worked at 3.15. So I was out there in the pouring rain for 45 minutes all because the, the stupid Subaru app wouldn't work on my phone. I guess you'll be bringing your keys in your pocket next week, huh? Yeah, I'll have to find a place to put them because I end up with a freaking rash on my leg from my keys jabbing against me while we're in my pocket for just okay. We can make this, we can bring this right around. It could be wrestling related. You just need to pull a Doc Hendricks and wear a fanny pack. This is true. Wow. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Wear a fanny pack. I am a dad, so I, I could pull off the fanny pack. Now, do you wear... I don't want to look corny. Do you wear it in the front or in the back? I think you wear a little bit to the side. Oh, to the side? I think that's how you do it. All right. Because you want everybody to see that it's there, but you don't want it covering, you know, your bulge. Yeah. And Al says, stop wearing skinny jeans. All right. I think we've covered down on everything you need to know about keys in the pockets, things in your (laughs) pockets, bull wrestling. Anything in the world of wrestling you want to talk about that we haven't? No, I just hold, I want to know when we're going to see Santos Escobar finally get a shot at the North American title. That's the one I'm, I'm worried about right now. Yeah, hopefully that's like NXT after takeover or something like that. So, yeah, hopefully. All right. Well, John, I'm Ryan. We'll see everybody tomorrow. John DeCani will be here tomorrow. And that's it for tonight. Peace.